The Anton Savage Show Sunday. Brought to you by PwC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk. We are now, what, I think three months shy of it being a full two years since Russia invaded Ukraine. And if you remember at the time, there was a huge outpouring of support for Ukraine. There were the Ukrainian flags appearing in windows all the way around the country. There were uh, acts of the Oireachtas to change the rights of uh, Ukrainian refugees to give them special status so that they had the capacity to do things like work and to draw full benefits and all of that kind of stuff. And there was a sense that there was a big global pushback against Russia. There were sanctions coming down economically from the EU and from America. And there was maybe a, a misplaced sense, but I definitely think there was such a sense that Russia would soon break. Nearly two years on, some of that has changed and it is not all of the positives that have changed. I'm joined by the Ukrainian ambassador to Ireland, Larissa Garasco. Uh, ambassador, you're very welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Anton. Thank you for inviting me. It is a pleasure. Can I ask your view about the position of Ukrainian refugees in Ireland? Because the sense that I get is that there is resentment developing to whatever degree. I'm not saying it is the overwhelming sense, but that there is a small sense of resentment developing of which there was no sign this time 18 months ago. Um, well, uh, as as for today, as I know, of, uh, of course, uh, more Ukrainians are coming. Uh, not so many, actually, every single, uh, every week. Because, uh, first of all, you know, the reason is the situation in Ukraine itself, because uh, severe and uh, intensive defensive and offensive uh, Operation take place on the front line, particular, particularly on the east, uh, defensive action uh, on the east of our country and offensive operation on the south of our country. Unfortunately, um, our offensive attack is not so, uh, like, goes not so quick uh, because of um, intensive mine laying and multi-layered defense of of Russian. And of course, Russia continues terrorizing Ukrainian civilians by attacking crucial infrastructure and residential uh, areas by missiles. Sorry, Ambassador, to cut across you because I do want to discuss the situation in Ukraine, but where I wouldn't mind beginning, if you're willing, is with the situation in Ireland and the experience of Irish refugees. Has the welcome waned. So, yeah, they they are very welcome, of course, uh, and uh, I uh, stress this many, many times, so uh, we are very grateful to Ireland for providing uh, accommodation and for accepting our uh, our Ukrainian Ukrainian displaced people, actually. And um, What's yeah, your reaction so, then in, in that context to the political suggestions that we've seen recently that benefits to being provided, social welfare benefits being provided to Ukrainian refugees should be cut back? Um, first of all, the uh, Department of Social Protection, um, based on some your criteria, Irish criteria, you know, uh, decided to, to pay uh, this amount which which the government uh, pays uh, right now to our displaced people uh, and it depends like on um, 
age and uh, like for children and for for uh, for adults uh, so if uh, but I, I want to underline that uh, there are some criteria, right? Um, not Ukrainians, but but uh, uh, Irish criteria. So that is why, if they decide, uh, if uh, they decide, uh, I mean, or the, the government or Department of Social Protection to cut, uh, to decrease um, this social welfare, so it means they have uh, reasons for this. Um, you, it, it's better to address this uh, question to the Irish government, first of all, and as for no, today... But, but sorry, Ambassador, I'm, I'm not asking yeah. as to whether or not they are within their rights to reduce it. I'm asking what do you read into it in terms of the welcome being provided to Ukrainian refugees? We've seen the suggestion that social welfare might be cut. We've also seen the suggestion that if somebody who is here seeking refuge from Ukraine returns to Ukraine, that they may then lose their rights to housing or access to housing. All of that, albeit just suggestions and discussions and kites that are being flown. But I would have thought that from your perspective, you would see that as being a reduction in the level of overt support that there was for you 18 months ago. Uh, Ireland is our reliable partner and still and uh, can supports Ukraine and will continue supporting Ukraine. Uh, it's no doubt. Uh, uh, and of course, if this decision on uh, any decision on changing policy uh, for our displaced people, Ukrainian displaced people will be taken we, I will, our embassy will inform our Ukrainians it's up to Ukrainians to stay here or, you know, to go back to Ukraine for those who have, uh, still have, uh, homes or to, to move to other country. You, you will obviously be, I assume, in regular contact with representatives of the Ukrainian population that are displaced into Ireland. What's the sense you are getting of their level of optimism about the war ending? What's the sense that you are getting about their future plans as to whether or not they want to remain in Ireland or whether they will be able to return to Ukraine? Many, uh, of course, I am in constant, uh, constant uh, contact with uh, our community, uh, with all, with many Ukrainians actually, and. Um, First of all, most of them, uh, of course, they are very optimistic, as all Ukrainians. We are all very optimistic uh, on our victory. Uh, no doubt we will win. Uh, otherwise, uh, we, uh, our country, uh, you know, would stop exist. So, and many of them, uh, majority, I would say, uh, of Ukrainians uh, who live here in Ireland, they want to go back to Ukraine after the end of the war. Of course, some of them, it's quite obvious that they will stay because, uh, especially those who, who lost homes, who lost relatives, who lost families, um, so uh, it's it's really obvious that some a few thousand uh, Ukrainians, uh, I would say, prefer to to stay here. And how do they react when you when the discussion is, is held 
about things like the housing crisis because in some instances it is done as a form of a far-right racist dog whistle about the housing crisis and housing being provided for Ukrainians. In other instances, it is discussed merely as fact that there is a challenge in trying to accommodate um, tens of thousands of refugees while trying to accommodate people who are on the housing list. Is that a difficult thing to hear for the refugees or have they more important concerns? Uh, You know, first of all, uh, what I know about, uh, like what I read in uh, Irish media, that the government is going to change uh, accommodation policy for newcomers, I would say. So, of course, even now, um, it's quite challenging to find uh, to find um, uh, accommodation here, and um, many Ukrainians work. And many Ukrainians are able to rent, uh, at least have intention to rent apartment by their own, better quality, etc. But because of housing crisis, it's, uh, crisis and shortage of accommodation, of course, it's quite difficult even to rent for for you know for money. Yes, it's problem uh, in Ireland, of course, and it's problem for for all. Um, but but people are Ukrainians are, are quite optimistic anyway. So they try to to get a job uh, to not to uh, to get uh, social welfare, but 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 live on your own um, salary, etc. So. We're speaking with the, the Ukrainian ambassador to Ireland, Larissa Garasco, um, 53106 at a cost of 30 cents if you want to get in touch. I mentioned earlier on, Ambassador, the, the situation in Ukraine and the, um, how the, the conflict is, is ongoing. You talked about the difficulty in the offensive by virtue of the, the minefields that are being faced by the troops. There are very few conflicts in, in recent memory where you are so dependent on international support, where one of the combatants is so dependent on international support, particularly from the U.S., are you are you optimistic that that um, support is unwavering and will continue to be unwavering? I would say Ukraine's victory is a matter of U.S. national security, and um, you, of course, Ukraine needs continued uh, assistance from military and uh, direct financial, uh, energy, humanitarian support. And uh, failure to include assistance to Ukraine in the temporary budget does not mean for us that that the the refusal of the United States to support our country. Uh, As far as I know, um, like instead of short-term package, the U.S. Congress is discussing the option of an annual program of support of Ukraine, and the U.S. Department of Defense called uh, called on Congress to approve the request for additional funding uh, containing assistance to Ukraine. So, yeah, for, for for us, of course, it's it's obvious. It's very important. It, uh, 
I mean, uh, to to have support, military support, and financial support from our all our partners, and in from and from U- the U.S. in particular, of course, are very important because we have to 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 defeat uh, aggressor state, uh, and we have to have uh, military assistance and quite quick. So you you know that uh, Russia uh, has. Um, um like we are quite i would say weak uh, in the sky so we don't have uh, enough um, air fleet so and 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 of course weapons weapons and weapons and um, financial support in order to keep our economy um alive i would say ambassador thank you very much for your time this morning that is the ukrainian ambassador to ireland larissa Garasco. The Anton Savage Show. Brought to you by PWC. Sunday mornings from 10. On News Talk.